everybody, it's your girl Tracy, aka The Stewardess, and as God is the pilot. You are listening to the Woman on a Journey podcast. This platform provides women the opportunity to be hot, just honest, open, and transparent with ourselves and one another. Being vulnerable about the things that scare us and the things that bring us comfort. I want to thank all my first-time listeners. Welcome, welcome, and thank you. And to all of my subscribers, thank you for tuning in. I ask you to do one thing for me before you depart, is to hit the follow link on whatever podcast platform you are listening to. And I just ask you to come journey with us. Hey, everybody, we're going to talk about Sarah today, and we're going to go through a little S-bar reporting, right? S-bar just stands for Situation, Background, Assessment, and Recommendations. And so we're going to talk about Sarah and how we can relate. So let's start off with the S in S-bar, which is the situation. So the situation at hand is that we have an elderly woman, which is what we would call Sarah, in these days, is elderly, right? Who is barren in her old age, holding on to a promise that was given to her by God, well, really to her husband by God. And at this point, Sarah has completely ran out of patience, hope, and faith. To the point now, Sarah is emotionally explosive And she has took matters into her own hands. That is the situation, right? So, but but let's talk about that. And let's provide some background information just about Sarai. So we all know that when Sarah was first introduced in the Bible, the two main descriptors of Sarai was the fact that she was barren and that she was beautiful, right? She had no kids of her own. And at this time, I think Sarai could have probably been in her 70s, we'll say. 69-ish, pushing 70s. No kids. Okay. Sarai ain't worried. No. She's faithful. She's a devoted wife. She's steadfast. Because it takes a woman to really follow her husband without knowing a destination, without knowing the outcome, without knowing anything. The only thing that we're currently standing on is this is what thus saith the Lord for us to do. So she picks up everything and leaves her family, leaves her comfort zone, leave everything that she knows to follow her husband because she loves him and she's steadfast and she's devoted to her husband. No big deal. We ride not with Sarah, right? She's Abram ride or die. So we gonna roll with it. Cool beans. She does all of this literally without complaining. Not once did she say, oh, I'm homesick. Where are we going? What are we doing? The 99 questions, right? That us as wife, as women have when we are walking with uncertainty. Sarah did None of that, right? She didn't do any of it. She followed her husband without question, without agony, without complaining, devoted, hands down. I give it to you, Sarai, right? So another thing about 
the situation, you know, the background of the situation is that all of the promises that they were standing on was given directly to Abraham. So there wasn't a time where God nor the angels came and spoke to Sarai and gave her a word herself. So God promised Abraham, you will be the father of many nations. Abraham, I will bless you. I will curse those who curse you. I am sending you to a promised land that you don't know where it is, but we're, I'm, this is, I'm giving you this promised land. So everything that Sarai had to stand on, it was basically a word that was given unto Abraham. But as always, they are one, right? But of course, that's why people get married. So they're now one unit. And so what's mine is yours, what's yours is mine. And so in her brain, I'm good. I'm covered. Because if my husband's straight, I'm straight. I ain't got nothing to worry about. So I'm rolling. This is what's processing in Sarai's brain at the moment. So she cool with it. And so in the midst of being cool with it, God comes again, talks to Abram, tell Abram like, hey, I just want to come and reaffirm everything that I've told you before. And I'm just paraphrasing you guys. I'm just coming and reaffirming all the promises that I gave unto you. And I just want to let you know that I am with you wherever you are and wherever you go. I got you. So here it is. Abram and Sarai is probably having some pillow talk, you know, because that's what husband and wives do. Hey, baby, you know, God came today again and he was just, you know, reconfirming some things um, that he already spoken to us previously. But I just want to let you know to hold on just a little while longer. I just want you to hold on, you know, because God said he going to give us his promised land and I'm standing on his word and we got this. God got us. What happens here? Ten years have elapsed and there is still no baby. Sarai is still not pregnant. Hmm. What is going on at this moment in Sarai's brain? Let's move down to the A in the S bar and let's assess the situation in its totality. Sarai is probably thinking, that's it? That's all he came and said and told you? Mm, I need something a little more tangible better yet i need something a lot more tangible because player we've been on this journey for over 10 years and yet i'm still not pregnant we still have not yet reached this promised land i just remind you these are just some of the things that sarai could have been thinking at this moment and i'm just letting you know from a woman's perspective. And even now, these are just some of the things that we currently deal with. We've been waiting on a word from God to manifest itself and we get antsy. We get short. We get impatient. We start to lose faith. We start to lose hope. We start to waver a little bit. And this is exactly where Sarai is. And that is the truth of her situation. That is her truth at this moment. 
She's been waiting. I've been supportive. I've never complained. I've never done anything, you know, outside of what God has been telling us to do. I've been allowing you to lead, you know, just off of the word of God. I've been trusting. I've been holding it down. I've been keeping my emotions stable. Listen, player, I haven't acted a fool yet. But right now, I need something a lot more tangible. So Sarai becomes vocal about where she is. So now Abraham is concerned. He's like, whoa, wait a second, babe. Like we've been going strong all of these years. So where did all this come from? And I know men and women can relate a whole lot on this little situation. Women, we tend to hold things in. And let not and let it not be known. And so when we finally blow up, you know, our spouses or our mate is looking crazy like, man, where did all this come from? You've been holding on to all of this for a really long time. Like, I don't I don't even know how to address this right now because it's too much. And that's probably the same place Abram is sitting at like, bae, why you ain't being say something? Why you ain't being expressed how you was feeling? You know, maybe I could have just been easing this along the way. I don't know. He don't even know. But now Abram is looking crazy because now his wife is in distress. She's upset and she's emotional. And now it's emotionally explosive because she's probably already was feeling this way. But the fact that she allowed it to muster up and now is blowing up at pillow talk is an issue for Abram. Abraham don't know how to sue Sarai. So like always, men take the silent treatment. <laughs> I'm just kidding y'all. Not the bash man right now. I'm just, just going with the flow of Abram and Sarai, right? And so Sarai is having an emotional discord battle within herself because she's probably thinking, well, what about me? Where do I fit in in this equation? Am I supposed to be the mother of your descendants? Am I supposed to be the mother of your children? Where do I fit in? And like every single human being, we get impatient, we get antsy. And so now we tend to take things into our own hands, right? We want to fix it or better yet, help God along this journey to speed up the process for our promise. So Sarai is angry, right? And now that you're angry, so she's came out of the grace that God has given her all of these years to be steadfast and to stand by Abram so he can fulfill the promise in both of their lives. So now that she decided to become disobedient, she decided to walk out of that grace. And once you walk out of that grace, it's a whole bunch of mayhem that you're not ready to deal with. And Sarai wasn't either. She decided to take the maid servant. Hey, Abram, I came to help you and Jesus out because obviously y'all taking too long to make this manifest. She's going to be the surrogate and I'm still going to be the quote unquote, AKA mother, because I am your wife. 
and she is just going to carry your child. Nah, Sarah, let's show you how this really going to play out. Hagar became pregnant and Hagar despised Sarai. It was like, low-key, honey, I'm better than you because I am able to have his child. Side chick says, hey, I don't have to respect you because I have something that you don't have. I have his seed. I have his firstborn, honey. Snap, snap. So now Sarai is angry because you decided to take matters into your own hands because you decided to be impatient, to lose faith, to lose hope. And in your unbelief, you decided to take matters into your own hands. I'm going to pause on Sarai for a second and let's really deal with us. How many times have God given us a word, but we became so impatient and we decided to take the promise out of God's hands and put it in our hands and say, open book, let me figure it out and see how I am going to do this. And when you take it out of God's hands, how many times have you, I, us, have messed it all up? Now, we looking crazy. We looking stupid, trying to figure out and ask God, Jesus, Lord, I'm praying. I just need you to, to take me out of this situation. Let this pass me by. Lord, I need you to come in and show out. When God said, I never asked you to take it out of my hands to begin with. Why didn't we trust him a little while longer? Why? Why do we battle with, with the situations or circumstances that we choose to trust God in, with, and for? Why is it? We want to say, hey, God, I trust you with my bills, but I don't trust you with my own personal life. I trust you with my marriage, but I don't trust you with my money. I trust you with my kids, but I don't trust you in my marriage. I trust you on my job, but I don't trust that you will open this door for me. When do we say, God, I am going to trust you a little while longer. So continuing on with our assessment of the situation, Sarai is now in a place where she is desperate. She is angry. She's enraged. She's doing things out of character because she is so angry. She done kicked Hagar out. Abram don't know what to do because his wife is now out of control in his eyes and he don't know how to stop her. So he's going to agree with everything. Wife, do what you feel like you need to do. Have your way with the situation. Sarai again takes matters into her own hands, kick Hagar and Ishmael out of the way and like, hey, Chuck deuces, peace, be gone out of my house. I don't care where y'all go, but y'all got to get the heck up out of here. Okay. So further on, speeding up down the process, down the timeline, shall I say. God comes again 
and hollers at Abram and Sarai. But this time, God changes their identity. So now Abram becomes the patriarch, the father of all nation, and Sarah becomes the matriarch. And we know that a matriarch is a powerful, influential, influential woman of a community or family. And so as you're thinking about this, and I hope your mind is going into the same place as mine, is that Sarah, this is the same promise that God had made before to Abram, but you just couldn't see where you fit in the picture. So you decided to take matters into your own hands and act crazy. But God still is withholding his same promise because this is the same thing that he told you guys twice before. So now he's coming to reaffirm a third time, but now he's changing your identity during this process. I hope y'all caught that. God is changing her identity during this process to where he is trying to take them in order for them to be able to walk out or matter of fact, to operate in the fullness and thereof. So as God is taking each and every single last one of us through our process, God is going to change our identity along the way because there are certain things that we need to leave behind. We need to get rid of certain circumstances, situations, pride, resentment, unforgiveness, um, unfaithfulness, whatever it is that we need to leave behind in order for us to operate in the fullness when we reach to the promised land. So at this time, God changes their names and they become the matriarch and the, the patriarch of the community and of their family. And so here it is. We're still flowing under the assessment of the situation. And now we're moving on some down the, the, the timeline. Abram is like 99. Abra, um, Sarah is 89. So there, I mean, y'all, they ain't getting no younger, okay? And ages and the time is a ticking. So here it is. Ishmael is about maybe give or take 12, 13. And they're sitting in their tent Sarah is in the back room. Abram is in the front, laying down, half sleep, kind of resting his eyes, but easily arousable. And they have some unexpected visitors. Abraham is startled by his unexpected visitors. But of course, you know, as he shall, he welcomes in with great hospitality. One of the visitors asks him, hey, Where's your wife, Sarah? He says, oh, Sarah's probably in the back, you know, doing what she do, being Sarah. And he says to Abraham that this time next year, I will come back and your wife will be pregnant and you shall call him Isaac. Here goes Sarah with her nose itself eavesdropping, right? She hears the word that comes forth. And so Sarah chuckles 
But when she chuckles, she chuckles in unbelief. Like, player, do you understand how old I am right now? Bruh, I am old. My fallopian tubes ain't working. There's probably cobwebs surrounding them all. And my reproductive system is a whole lot slower because that's exactly what age and quote unquote man and society says that I am too old to bear children. Facts. Sarah, you got it. Because in this day and age, that's exactly what they will tell you. You are too old to be around here having kids. Sarah chuckles in disbelief. She don't believe it. The visitor asks, hey, Sarah, why did you chuckle? Sarah with her, her um, lying behind self says, I didn't laugh. Yes, you did. You laughed in unbelief. You didn't believe the word that just came forth about you. I'm going to pause there for a second. And I hope y'all caught that. All of these years, Sarah's biggest issue, underlying issue, internal argument, destructive thought was what about me? I, all I want is to have a child. I don't want a house. I don't want a car. I don't want no red bottoms. I don't want any of that. All I want is a child to call my own. But because I've been battling with this thought for so long that I've lost all hope and I've lost all belief in the and just even thinking about, Lord, you can do this. I don't even want to go there. I don't even want to think about that because now I am too old, say it's society. And so say it myself to even think about bearing any kids. So the moment she receives a word for herself, she cannot even take it to the bank to cash it. Because she doesn't even believe that it is true. I hope y'all caught that. Because we can stand on a word for so long with no manifestation. That a confirmation to the word that comes by later on down the line in our lives. We can't even take that to the bank or even add it on to our reservoir. Because we said, hey, closed caption. I done closed the bank down. It don't even exist. I don't even want to think about it. I don't even want to look at it. I don't even want it to be implanted into my soul for me to water. Why couldn't Sarai just believe a little while longer? So next year comes, guess what, you guys? Sarah is pregnant. The promise is here, honey. You is the matriarch. You is everything that God already said that you and your husband was going to be. And now what? Her heart is rejoicing with gladness. She found joy in that. But all the way at the end when the promise came. So she went through a series of a roller coaster because she could not believe and hold on a little while longer. 
She didn't allow faith to finish its perfect work. So now let's wrap this up with the R in SBAR and with our recommendations. Many of us right now are standing on a word or words or promises that we're giving to you by God through a prophecy, through however, through a dream, through whatever, because God speaks in so many ways. We've been standing on it for so long. And a lot of us just want to hand over everything and just say, forget it. We just want to walk in waving the white flag like I surrender. Hey, I don't have anything else in me to believe. God, I don't even know what to believe anymore. I don't even know what to hold on to anymore. I've been struggling with this for so long. What do you want me to do now? But God is saying, trust me a little while longer. And one of the scriptures that I want to leave you with today is James 1 verses 2 through 4. And it's literally a scripture of the testing of our faith because God is going to require and he is requiring us a new from us a new level of faith. We're not going to find him in that same place. We need to find him in a new level. And this is what he is requiring. And verse two says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Lacking in nothing. And I just want to add the remainder, (laughs) you know, reading on in verse five, it says, and in any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given unto him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. God is testing our faith, our belief, our perseverance, our endurance, All of it is coming into play. Sarai started off the race where she needed to because she was faithful. She was devoted. She was steadfast. And by her doing all those things unto her husband, it was as so as if if she was doing it unto God. So I'm just asking you guys, to really hold on into this season because God is going to complete everything that he's started. The vision that he's giving you, he's going to finish it. He wants us to rest completely in him with a whole heart and trust him with everything that we have to allow him to finish what he started. 
God is doing it. Just hold on a little while longer. Hold fast. Remain steadfast, unmovable, unshakable. God is doing it. So just hold on. I got this. You got this. We got this. We're standing on a God that is faithful. We're standing on a God that we believe in, the God that we serve, the God that shows himself mighty in our lives, that will show himself strong in every area. And if those moments where you're starting to doubt, think about the times when he did show up. Think about all the goodness he's already done. How he already saved you on numerous occasions. Let's not forget about that. But just think about it and just have faith and hold on. Thank you guys for tuning in on another episode of Woman on a Journey. I am your girl, Tracy Youngston, a.k.a. The Stewardess. Please do not forget to hit the subscribe button on your way out and please help us share our podcast across your social media platform. If there's a question about today's episode that you would love to do a Q&A about, please feel free to email me at imshe.tracy at gmail.com. Once again, it is imshe.tracy at gmail.com. I would love to do a Let's Talk About It Tuesday, or you can follow me on my Instagram page and DM me with any of your questions there. It is at imtracyyoungston. Once again, it is at imtracyyoungston. Thank you guys so much. You all stay best, be blessed, and I look forward to hearing from you guys soon.